welcome to the Straight Up Small Business Podcast. I'm Beck Buchanan, accountant turned bookkeeping business owner. I'm passionate about small businesses like yours, and I create this weekly podcast to support and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business journey. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of Straight Up Small Business. This will be my last solo new episode for the calendar year. So I thought it would be good to do a bit of a quick year-end wrap-up and share with you the things I'm doing in my business before 31 December rolls around. Before I launch in though, as always, please let me acknowledge the Kujumbara people of the Bunjalung Nation whose land I'm on whilst recording this episode, my homeland. I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging as the traditional owners of these lands and recognize that sovereignty was never ceded. I'm actually copying the format of a similar episode I did at the same time last year today. I find episodes like this helpful for me as much as I want to be helpful for you. As when the end of the calendar year rolls around, it's a perfect time to take stock. Importantly and excitedly, my business, Straight Up Bookkeeping, is shutting up shop from the 22nd of December to the 8th of January. This is to give the team a much-needed break after a really big year. Honestly, the ATO deadlines this year and the increased reporting requirements from us have been massive and they've taken quite a toll. As a bookkeeper, we just operate in month end, quarter end, year end, rolling around all the time. And it can sometimes feel like a hamster wheel. And it's so important for us to get off every now and then because there's always going to be another month end just around the corner. And you can go a bit crazy if you don't take time out. Having time off is also to reduce annual leave balances so that they don't keep growing up and up. And I would recommend this for any business owner to encourage your team to not let their annual leave balances grow too much. And it's also because there is more to life than work. And it's important to dive into life outside of work by taking a chunk of time off at once rather than just a day here and a day there. So I insist that we are all taking time off unless a team member would prefer to swap it out if they have another big holiday planned later in the year next year. In my first year of business, I didn't have the guts to tell my clients that I was taking a break, so I just didn't. I worked through Christmas and New Year thinking that the weight of the bookkeeping world rested on my shoulders. I am much wiser and tighter these days, so taking a break is paramount to me now. Our clients don't mind as long as we tell them well in advance and work through any concerns that they have. And I look back at old me and think how darn crazy I was to think that I couldn't take time off. I'm actually reading a fiction book for the first time in years at the moment. I'm obsessed with self-development, so I struggle with fiction, but I was recommended this book and I'm so glad that I acted on the recommendation because I'm loving it. It's called Demon Copperhead and it's written by Barbara Kingsolver. The book is astonishingly good and I cannot believe the talent of this author to write in the way that she does. Have you read it? Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. Anyway, I digress. This is not about my book reviews. Let me ask you, have you set a boundary for yourself and your business and carved out time this holiday period? If you don't think you can, listen up. You can. <laughs> In fact, your business will be all the better for it if you take time off to rest and recuperate. 
unless you're in retail, of course, and need to work through the Boxing Day sales or holiday period, or if you're reporting in the US, say, in my old job, we used to have uh, year ends at December when I used to be the auditor for a client called Citibank. But if this is the case for you, then I hope you can schedule something in a later time frame to really switch off from your business. Once you get to the four plus years mark, like I have, it's a highway to burnout if you don't take chunks of time out. I'm going to be taking some time off the podcast as well. I'm off to America just after Christmas. So I really want to enjoy that holiday. We're going to be staying with friends in Boston and then going to Maine for skiing. Apparently Um, my boys will see snow for the first time. Then we're going to go to New York. Then we're going to go to Los Angeles on the way home and do the fun parks. So super cool. So I will be returning to the podcast with fresh content in mid-January. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, by the way. Last time I checked, we were at 34,000 downloads. Now, I had no goals for listenership numbers when I started the podcast, but I feel that 34,000 is a pretty cool number and my message definitely isn't falling on deaf ears. So thank you so much for listening and I hope to bring you more amazing content next year. So whilst... I, and I'm sure you as well, are looking forward to the holiday period. The calendar year is not over yet. There are still three good work weeks to move the needle forward in one's business. And here are the things that I intend to do to that end. In sharing them, I hope to inspire you to make the most out of the next few weeks of the year in your own business. So number one is taking stock of and reflecting on all the things that happened over the last 12 months. I'm actually itching to create a vision board for 2024. I did this between Christmas and New Year in 2023 and every single thing on my vision board came true. Everything. It included paying X amount off my mortgage, achieving X amount of sales in my course offerings, getting my business B Corp certified, winning industry awards, taking the family to the USA and becoming an intermediate surfer, progressing from beginner surfer. As I surfed alone at Cava or Cabarita, I should say, beach this morning, getting onto at least five green waves myself, I think. I do believe I can even tick that box off that I'm no longer a true beginner surfer. So yeah, how cool. So if you don't vision board, then I highly recommend that you do. It is so powerful and I cannot believe how effective the process has been. And I only did this exercise because in that period between Christmas and New Year last year, I listened to Run Your Business Like a Boss podcast. It's actually my coach, Christy Robinson, and she did an episode on vision boarding. And I thought, hey, that sounds like a good thing to do today. I don't know what else I'm meant to be doing today, as is the case in that period of the year. And I did it and it was so powerful and so amazing. So cannot wait to do that again. And I'm going to wait till between Christmas and year when I'm in the US. But just as important as vision boarding for the future is to take stock of the past. Amy from my team and I cannot wait to sit and do this for straight up bookkeeping. And I will do it on a personal level as well. Now, I don't know if there is a formal process for doing this that I should be, you know, stating here, but I just list out all the notable things that have happened over the past year, good, bad or otherwise, and then I journal on them and see what comes up. I know to the outward world, if you follow me on social media, it might look like my business and I did a lot of cool things this year in 2023, like the B Corp certification, the industry awards, 
sold out mentoring programs and so forth. I will absolutely be writing these achievements down and patting myself and my team on the back about them. But there were a lot of bumpy experiences behind the scenes as well. I lost staff, amazing staff that I, you know, sat at my desk and cried over when I heard the news and thought, I just want to shut this business. If I don't have that person, i.e. Jane, I can't go on. Like it was pretty big. But then I hired staff and then I experienced the chaos that ensues when team changes happen. Even if the staff you hire are amazing, there is still chaos for a period and it's bumpy. I've had icky moments with clients and people in my industry. I've had constructive feedback to work through. I've had so many deadlines at times it felt like my work life was spiraling out of control. I recorded way too many podcasts at 11pm at night and 5am in the morning. I spent way too many nights, like all of them, beside my boys' beds on my laptop, waiting for them to fall asleep while I, you know, tapped away doing work. I lost my temper with my family as a consequence of the stress I was feeling at work more times than I would like to admit. I had social media posts go out with spelling mistakes and wrong dates and people's names written incorrectly. I had course material go out at the wrong time to the wrong person. Yep. And the list goes on. So as you can see, (laughs) there are bumps that happen despite, you know, my social media being all about the positives generally. So there's even more than that. And I'm going to save those for my official offline reflection exercise. But I really see the point of taking an hour or two to dedicate to taking stock and reflecting on all of these experiences as an important exercise to see where you've come from, what you have done, how it panned out, and what you want to do about it and or do next. Think about who you were a year ago and who you are now. What do you think of yourself? Are you where you wanted to be? Whilst I'm a firm believer that we are always exactly where we're meant to be, it doesn't mean we can't be satisfied or dissatisfied with that place and make a plan to change it for the future. If you don't take time to think and reflect like this, then you risk running hurriedly into the next big thing without being intentional about it. So yeah, I'll be doing this reflection exercise and I encourage you to as well. So number two is more practical. It's about contacting clients and stakeholders and letting them know our plans and asking them what support they need from us. It's all well and good to take a break, but if you're in a service-based business like mine, then you don't just want to go MIA on your clients, especially if they pay you a retainer fee. As my coach Christy is always reminding me, to be clear is to be kind. So I'm really trying to be as clear as I can and minimize surprises for our clients and stakeholders about us not being available like we normally are in December and January. We will be doing as many payrolls and accounts payable tasks as we can before we go and leave. And we have already started planning our approach to this. And at the time of recording, it's only the 1st of December, actually. I recommend telling your clients and stakeholders your plans as soon as possible so that you have plenty of time to work out any necessary arrangements with them and self-authoring what the holiday period is going to look like for you by taking control early on. Number three is getting organized so the team and I can take a prop-up break. As much as I am looking forward to time off, I know I will only be able to relax properly if the business is all in order. So we are doing what's called a hard close of bookkeeping numbers up to the 22nd of December so that when we come back in January, we only have nine days to bookkeep for in order to close out December month end and start December activity statements. And we really want coming back in January to feel nice and not like a hot mess where you get the Sunday blues over. 
I'm also using December to do some filming for my courses that I took old versions of them offline in May and I meant to get them finished by June, but here we are at December and they're not finished yet. So I'm hoping to at least get one of my short courses recorded before the year ends and then we'll see how we go for the rest. Maybe I can commit to getting those done by the end of January or probably February. Anyway, that's what I'm planning on and I will need to plan out my podcast a bit as well. It's funny that whenever I decide to take a break or start the break, all these fresh ideas start popping into my head, which I absolutely love. And that's the beauty of taking time out. So I recommend that you get organized too, if you haven't started to already. What dates are you away? What are the public holidays? Do you know the leave dates of your team and your contractors? Do you have enough cash in the bank to pay for your bills and any payroll that you have to fund over the holiday period? What are your deliverables in January and February and can you get ahead of these now? Number four is finishing courses that I've purchased and also doing training for my continuing professional development. Listener, I bet you are like me and have purchased courses this year that you were excited about when you entered your credit card details into the checkout screen, but then you got busy and never started the course. And I'm telling you here today, go back and do the course. There will be learnings in the course or courses that are so valuable to you and you'll be doing yourself and your business a disservice if you fail to get through the coursework. And you will have wasted your hard earned money. Like literally, you may as well have thrown it away if you don't do the course or finish those courses. So don't be that person. I can't wait to dive into some coursework that I've put on the back burner during the recent busy season or the forever going busy season in my business. And I also need to drastically catch up on technical accounting training for my continuing professional development hours. So I will be getting onto that in December or even I'm considering maybe on that 14 hour plane trip to Dallas. (laughs) And it's going to feel amazing to get rid of that guilty feeling that swims around me sometimes about wasted money and training that I haven't done. So go forth with me and do your courses and training too. Number five, reviewing my business budget and re-uploading the budget to zero. If you've listened to any of my budget episodes, then you'll know that I recommend doing two budgets a year at least. Now is the time to do your second budget if you've done the first one for 1 July, the start of the financial year. Or at least it's a good time to do a budget review and tweak what's changed or not relevant since you last did it. For me, I set our financial year budget in May and since then we have taken on more clients than I was anticipating. We have lost a key staff member and gained a new staff member and we're about to bring on another one, a practice manager, which is super exciting. We have many more B Corp and impact expenses than I had foreseen. It's an expensive exercise being sustainable, let me tell you. And so many events next year that I want to try and attend at least some of. So there are big changes to the budget that I need to make and I want to see if I can make them work by plugging them in and seeing where we land. Because profit needs to be made, otherwise what am I in business for is my intention. I will be changing the revenue and expense budget in light of those things and re-uploading the changes to zero for tracking over the next six months. If I didn't change the budget like this, then it would be fairly redundant for the next six months, which isn't useful to me at all and it won't drive performance. Having a business budget is so important if you want to be in control of where you're going and not just hope for the best. I'll put a link to my podcast episode that deals with budgeting in the show notes if you want to learn more or recap on this episode. Number six and last, 
I am reviewing my cash flow forecast. Like the budget, the cash flow forecast needs a tweak in light of those changes in the business to what I initially planned out. More sales equals more cash in the door, but it also means more GST payable to the ATO, the Australian Taxation Office, each quarter. So I have to re-input calculations in that regard. Staff costs will change as we have lost a staff member yet gained another and other staff members will be getting pay rises. So I need to see how that plays out cash flow wise, taking tax and super into consideration. In terms of the B Corp and impact expenses I mentioned, and also the many exciting events that I would like to attend next year, I need to put those in the cash flow forecast and see if they can be afforded at the time that they fall. I would never, ever commit to anything financially significant in my business without first running it through my cash flow forecast. And then I will have a play with what it looks like to hire more team members and when, so we can take on more clients and increase our impact next year. Having a cash flow forecast is just as, if not more important than having a budget. Cash in a business is king or queen. And if you run out of it, being in business feels like the pits. You want to avoid running out of cash at all costs. And too often I see business owners hiring staff and making big investments without checking their cash flow situation three to six months out. As an example, you might have good cash flow stores now, but if you have a rough season over December or maybe you don't make as much income because you're on holidays and then when activity statement time comes around in February, you can find your cash situation then looks very different to what it looks like now and it can take you by surprise if you're not prepared like me and like I recommend to other business owners by having a cash flow forecast. Well, there you have the main things I will be doing outside of business as usual work over the next few weeks before going on holidays. Perhaps it's a bit of a self-indulgent episode, but I thought sharing my actions might inspire you to take some actions in your own business as well. As I said earlier, the year is not over yet. There is a lot you can do to end the 2023 calendar year with a bang and put yourself into an awesome opening position for 2024. That's it from me. Please take care and have a wonderful holiday season. I will catch you for some repeat episodes and an interview early in 2024, and then I'll be back with new solo content mid-January after my America trip. Thank you again for listening to me on this podcast. I'm so grateful that you chose to spend some of your 2023 year with me in your ears. Bye.